27th annual Sandy Corley Memorial Run. June 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Double J Resort in Rockbury. Live Thursday, June 11th, it's the Metallica Tribute One, the ACDC Tribute, Let There Be Rock, and Image. Live Friday, June 12th, Jackal. Autograph. And even Keel. And Saturday, June 13th, see Loverboy. With the Seeger Tribute looking back and the after effect. Don't miss the charity auction, fireworks, beverage tent, and more. Tickets include rustic camping and are available at Sandy's Harley Davidson in Fremont, MeridianConcerts.com, or by calling 877-569-7767. The 27th Annual Sandy Corley Memorial Run, June 11th through the 13th at the Double J Resort in Rockbury. Proceeds benefit the Sandy Corley Memorial Fund at Mercy Health Johnson Family Cancer Center. The concert everybody is talking about is coming to DTE Energy Music Theater. The Forever Charlie Tour, Under the Stars, starring Charlie Wilson, Kim, and Joe. Saturday, June 13th, 7 p.m. at DTE Energy Music Theater. A night with hit after hit. Get tickets at palacenet.com, ticketmaster.com, and the Palace Box Office. Don't miss the Forever Charlie Tour. When I perform, I like it to be one big party. Sponsored by Bill Tire. Yo and hello fam. Avenue here. Make sure you tune in every Thursday at high noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to Avenue and Friends, only on RawRadioX.com. It's your weekly therapy session. Your usual dose of highfalutin hijinks, crazy antics, sarcasm, and bad jokes. Oh, it's true. Remember, it's Avenue and Friends, Thursdays at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific. We're all RadioX.com. Act like you know. The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to The Art of Relationships radio show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dzinski, the Art of Relationships radio show, will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Yo, 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 people, welcome. This is Greg Dzinski, relationship and sex specialist and licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. I am not what you call those relationship coaches. Don't even get me going on that aspect, too. They're not trained, uh, no ethical, no national uh, exam. They're not clinically trained, so I'm not going to bash them. Some people could use them, but I also want you to 
to know what you're getting yourself into. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and I am here with the studios. With the studios? I should say in the studio <laughs> at RRXDetroitRawRadioX.com. So you can, uh, if you're listening on uh, the regular format with uh, Spreaker, uh, the show, Art of Relationships radio show's own app, or on TuneIn, make sure you check out rawradiox.com. You can listen to the show through them. And I heard some uh, actually feedback after last week's show that uh, sounded awesome through the Raw Radio X website as well. So that's a huge plus for the radio station down here. What else do I... Oh, you can uh, also join us uh, here live in the chat if you are using the app uh hey foo what's up <laughs> if you're using uh the spreaker app or the art of relationships radio show app or go on spreaker's website you can use the app more than happy to have us join and welcome with uh back here with my friend av who has always some keen insights <laughs> say hello <laughs> is, is that how we're putting it keen insight keen insight I'm, I'm gonna right? try to not be so cynical today i'm gonna try to rein it in folks so uh how cynical? You doing why is that uh, well you know you gotta mix it up sometime i, I like even i say you can't be a, a miserable morose individual <laughs> morose yes morose not I'm, morose no oh, not that's morose. wrong i'm not that far <laughs> i'm not that far east no not, uh, <laughs> no you, east, you can't be miserable uh 24 <laughs> 7 you gotta you gotta uh, put a chill on it sometime yeah and here in uh metro detroit area we're finally getting uh some sunshine even though our detroit tigers are sucking the bunghole right now yeah they're losing yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm hoping they'll, they'll get it in gear eventually but i just i don't know what the problem uh, is right now i don't i don't know i think it's uh they're having the same problems that i'm having with women apparently it's a team chemistry sorry folks sorry it's uh it's a team uh chemistry i think is yeah. what they're running into once they hit Hit that uh, spot. I think it's for you know playing any played baseball, any sports, whatever. You run, you know, you could do well, and once the shit hits the fan, you start losing. You really know how the team chemistry starts kicking or not kicking, and it's going to cause a lot of problems. And they need to get it together. Anyways, we're going to be talking about sex, people. How many people love talking about sex? I want to hear it. Give us a call at the uh, Raw Radio X studio line, 313-462-0107. I thought I had that memorized. <laughs> it's that's pretty why, close. That's yeah. why it's up there. That's, that's it's pretty good. close. So uh, give a shout-out again, 313-462-0107. Uh, like I said, no matter what the topic of the show is this evening, uh, you can always call. I'm here to answer your questions to hopefully help you out with uh, your relationship and maybe sexual issues or challenges uh, that are going on. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I want to talk about um, sex. And everybody knows I love talking about sex. Maybe I'm a pervert. I don't know. (laughs) Well, maybe I do know. I am a pervert. Maybe a closet pervert. Not freaky, just a pervert. We're going to hit on, um, you know, when you're talking about sex, I'm going to hit on. I I got a bunch of stuff I uh, went through on my list and everything. Ah, uh, and coming up with questions, you know, talk about your sex life. Do you guys ever have expectations? You hear me talk about expectations in your relationship, uh, you know, left and right and everything else. But what expectations do you have on your sex life? And do you ever use it, those expectations to turn each other on, right? 
Thanks, Foo. I know nothing wrong with being a pervert. Nope. <laughs> so I always say I'm always looking for a nympho, but just a nympho with me, nobody else. And I think that ruins the definition of nympho. <laughs> I don't know. Just a uh, bit. Just, ju- a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Oh, Foo. Uh, Foo says hello. Sebastian, Av. <laughs> hey, Foo. How you doing tonight? <laughs> and they, uh, okay. Going up, you know, what questions when you're talking about sex? You know, I talked about, you know, maybe techniques. I, I don't want people to be too technical. You get bogged down with, uh, you know, trying to be porn star athletics. And you end up hitting on more, uh, what do I want to say, more the gymnastics, more technique, more the technical merits. I sound like a gymnastics meet now to where you lose the connection about you guys, okay? You can worry about, you know, talk about what you like, what you don't like. What about some questions that you ask each other? Do you ever talk about sex when you first start dating? Do you? Do you ask about your past, right? And that's I talk about the difference between a boy and a man and a girl and a woman is when that comes on, that uh, you ask, oh, how many partners have you had? How many people have you slept with? Is that important? <laughs> ask me. For some people, is that important? Is that the difference between a, a boy and a girl and a man and a woman? You know, it, it, it used to be important back back in the day. That's I'll, what I'm I'll talking about. When I was younger. Yes, yes. But the older I got, for two reasons, it became less important. <laughs> oh For two reasons. <laughs> One, because it just it, it started sounding silly. It was just like, okay, really? Like, come on. Everyone's... Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We've all, you know, been around a block a few times. Okay, whatever. Um, two, um, on more than one occasion, uh, as cynical as I am, I had to come to a startling realization that even I probably had a higher number than I wanted to admit. Do you so, want to admit that on air? I well, I think I just did. No, no. Look, at, you you just you didn't specify what that number was, Ab. You talk about yeah. Fu says no. You never say the truth. Is the number, it, whatever, whatever. Fu is this? Is this? Is I know. Is this the truth? Uh, where you know the old adage? Maybe when I was growing up, you know, when I was a teenager a couple years ago, they look at um, you know girls, right? They always say, oh, if you. Add up the girls, how many they slept with, or how many they tell you slept with, you times that by three. And guys, they sort of exaggerate, so you divide that by three. Is that true? I, I Really? I've never heard of that. you never heard of that, Ann? No. no kidding? No, I did not. Yeah. I, I always told, the few times it came up, I always told the truth. Yeah, I, I have too. Even in telling the truth, the number was higher than, like I said, that even I wanted to admit. You're like, more than oh, a, wow. you're more than a, I get accused of being a slut all the time. You're more of a you slut know, than I am. No, huh? well, no, is I had one moment in life, like literally it happened within the span, within the span of a year where I kind of like just had that player phase and got it out of my system. Right. And I discovered that I didn't really, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't what I thought it would be. So if it wasn't for that little span, my number would still be very low, actually. No, I, I agree. With with couples all the time, they, it's funny and ironic. You know, It depends with ages where backgrounds matter. Okay, and I, I find that, you know, with couples I'm dealing with maybe in the early 20s, yeah, you know, couples in the early 20s, mid-20s, and then it's funny. Once the mid-20s hit, that it doesn't become a necessity as far as finding what that out because I think it's also a confidence aspect too for a lot of people both men and women because they're trying to measure up their sexual prowess you know am I gonna compare myself with his say 50 women he slept with or maybe her 
50 guys that she slept with, or it doesn't matter. It's just about you two now in the current state. And you're right, Fu. Mention, you know, a guy's a stud and a female is a hoe. Not fair. I agree with that. And Fu, you've known me for a while now, and on different shows when I teach it and all this stuff, I, I highly, I don't think it should be a double standard. Why is it bad for, um, you know, a woman? To want to sow her oats, but for, you know, and that's bad. She's a slut. She's a hoe, whatever, trashy. And for a guy, you know, he's a stud and he's to look up to. And I, I don't think that's true. And I agree, you know, with Ab just, you know, stated in the text, you know, I consider both to be sexually reckless. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, what's the difference between sex, sexually reckless and being promiscuous? Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Right, you know, I mean. I've never liked the whole thing of calling you know a woman a hoe for that because I mean thank I've, you I agree well well only because I call plenty of men the same thing uh, I believe in equality and I think that if women are doing that and we're calling them out for it why wouldn't you call the guys out for it because they're being just as they're being just as reckless right. they're doing the exact same thing exactly and I don't think that's fair either and you look at the situation you know and you know in heterosexual relationships you know guys are doing it who are they having sex with they're having sex with other women so it's a double standard and it needs to go away and I think I think the last I'm going to say even 10 years I think it's gone that status that negative element about women I think has gone down the wayside and I, I get asked all the time um, Greg, you know, I'm in class, you know, whatever, teaching college classes, whatever. Greg, would you ever want to, you wouldn't want to be with a virgin? Hell to the no. <laughs> Hell no. I want someone that is sort of, I like broken in. <laughs> Maybe experience might be a better word than broken in. I don't want to fall in. <laughs> I want someone maybe a little more experience. You want not not high mileage, like you know, sixty thousand well, miles. You know, now what you know, you look at sixty thousand miles, and you know when you're talking about you know sexual aspects when you first start dating, and I'm gonna get on you know a little bit about maybe how we lose sight of our sexual fantasies and everything else with the relationship because we start taking each other for granted. We start maybe taking sex for granted. Maybe we don't have it as often as we want. Now, I'm going to get into some questions came up with that um, I'll hand out to clients once in a while if there are you know sexual problems, whatever, a complaint where they both want it, but maybe they're afraid to talk about it, they're uneasy. So I want to sort of ease people into that, make them feel a lot more safe and comfortable in my office and do that. And I'm going to do that with the listeners this evening too. So you look at, you know, you look at the element, doesn't matter if you're with one person and you have sex freaking 10,000 times or you have sex with five people and you have sex 10,000 times or 10, you know, do you look at, is the frequency important or is it the number of partners you have or does it, shouldn't it, with me, it doesn't matter at all. I look at, um, I remember Andrew Dice Clay, and I know I mentioned this before on a show, Foo, you probably remember, Andrew Dice Clay, he did, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers him or not, raunchy, funnier in hell, and he, uh, there was a young couple, maybe in their, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, in the front row, on his live live uh, stand-up show. And uh, he asked them, you know, hey, you guys look so happy. Yeah, they're all giggling like little kids and all this stuff. You look so happy. Remember remember the uh, first time you guys had sex? He asked her, you know, asked the guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're all giggling, all bashful. And then Andrew Dice Clay goes, was she good? And he goes, yeah. 
how do you think she got that way? You know, and you look at, you know, hitting on the confidence aspect and now, oh shit, do I have to measure up to the exes, whatever? Why do you have to measure up? Can you make each other the best lovers you can be? And when I did a, a comedy stint and yeah, comedy stint with the relationships aspects, oh uh, God, actually, it's probably been a sum, and, uh, last uh, summer or two ago. And how did that crack, uh, crack out to be? Yeah, uh, it cracked, and uh, and I mentioned, <laughs> you know, shit. Now I lost my train of I'm thought. Sorry. No, you're fine, Ab. And you know, you mentioned this aspect, and I did. Uh, oh, that's what it was. The the lead-in song was uh, John Legend's uh, Tonight song, and the best you ever. You know, what would it take for you to be the best you've ever had with each other? And if you don't divulge what your needs are, what your fantasies are, and if you're afraid to talk about sex, what you know, what would happen? And when you first start dating, do you start talking about, yeah, you know, I like sex this way, I like sex this way, whatever. When do you start doing that? And when when do you notice, does that stop so much into a relationship? As you go deeper into the relationship, nice choice of words, deeper. Um, but you you look at the elements that, does that go off the wayside where you stop talking about it and you just start taking it for granted? And how many... People, I want to. I'm, I'm going to throw out some um, questions out there. Have you ever? Oh, I like this question. I forgot about this. Now I'm getting to. Um, if I could only wear. Now this is a woman, not me speaking. Okay, because <laughs> if it does, it's going to sound uh, sort of weird. If I could only wear yoga pants or short skirts for the rest of my life. Unless I'm Scottish, maybe. I don't know. What what would you choose for me? If you're the woman, have you ever asked your guy, you know, what do you find sexy? What do you want me to dress in? Or do you just assume? It could be a tidy. It could be something raunchy. And everyone, you know, talks about, you know, difference between Frederick of Hollywood and Victoria's Secret. supposed to be more sensual, whatever. Or Frederick's of Hollywood might be more raunchy, more whatever. Shit, it doesn't matter to me. You know, do you have do you have the mood? Yeah, yoga pants. All us guys, heterosexual guys, love yoga pants. Well, hold on. There's some women that should not be wearing them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out I'm, there and be blunt. I'll, I'll actually say that I'm tired. I'm so sick and tired of seeing yoga pants. Are you so oh, sick and tired? Ah, man. But with Dude. that being said, to me, to me, <laughs> there's nothing sexier than seeing a woman in a well-fitting pair of like dress pants, of like professional dress slacks. You know what? That like with some heels, and she has that confident about her I business agree walk. With that. that to me, err, right, oh. there, right there. Uh, <laughs> Chip Foo, hey, what's up? Welcome. <laughs> Uh, skirt and no panties. Uh, Chip, is that is that what you know? What I like that, but again, Chip Foo, <laughs> Chip Foo, yeah, where where the hell did you come up with that? <laughs> and that is, um, <laughs> you know, and again, you know, a skirt with no panties. I think it depends what I, I'm going to be freaking shallow here. It depends what the woman represents herself as. Okay. Um, or, you know, if she is, say, attractive, I get that, whatever. And everybody has, you know, the eye and a beholder. Some people want, you know, women with big booties, little booties, big boobs, little boobs, whatever. But, yeah, I agree. A skirt and no panties is freaking hot. You know what? And if, say, women, young women, even women in 
my college classes, whatever, wear a skirt with no panties, I would not be able to teach class. I would have to dismiss it because um, there ain't no way I'd be able to freaking keep a straight face. And I'd be like, uh, 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 <laughs> class dismissed. <laughs> oh, boy, that's unprofessional. But anyways, okay, so would you be able to say, you know what, ladies, would you be able to go up to your man and say, you know what, what would you like me to wear? Would you like me, do you like me in those yoga pants? Do you want me in that skirt? And you know how many fantasies out there, one of the top five fantasies of a guy is, you know, that schoolgirl, Catholic schoolgirl uniform. And we all know Catholic schoolgirls, they're probably some of the biggest hoes out there, right? Ooh, Avis, uh-oh, uh-oh. No, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. Um. Yeah, I have too. But, you know, you got that schoolgirl. And how many how many women have ever, I don't care if it's last year or within 10 years, have dressed up in that freaking schoolgirl outfit for Halloween, going to Halloween parties, whatever. And did you have panties on? Did you have a thong on? Uh, why even, if you have a thong on or a G-string, why even wear anything, right? That's like wearing freaking crotchless panties anyways, right? So why would you wear anything? Would you be able to tell your guy, Do you, if I'm in yoga pants, do you want a certain color? Do you want a certain, you know, whatever, a certain fabric in them? Do you want a more spandexy? Do you want a more cotton? Could you ask what you find sexy in a skirt? <clears throat> how many, how many guys? Not only that. Hey, Chip Fu, maybe you can answer this. You know, how many guys also had the fantasy of? Do you want her to dress up like a freaking, you know, that librarian? Thongs feel good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this is going to be a wild night, I can tell already. This is going to be freaking hilarious, and I'm going to have to excuse myself and go to the bathroom in a few times in here. Ab didn't need to hear that. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, thongs feel good. A lot of women like thongs. A lot of women don't. You know, I don't know. The, hey, Foo, does your husband wear thongs? I want to hear. <laughs> I, you know, there I, ain't no way I'm wearing thongs. No, I, well, no. <laughs> no. let me not say anything. Uh, the older I got, the more I just realized that underwear were only meant to be worn when it was like cold outside. Yeah. So, uh, general rule of thumb for me is that if it's below, no, if it's over sixty, nope, can't do it. There's no point. You're telling me this, and you're sitting like freaking two feet away from me. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, dude. Uh, I... <laughs> this, is, this is a grown-up show. I got to move. I got to move now. <laughs> hey, hey, Chip, fool! It's way past your bedtime, isn't it? I know you work, man. You work, go to work at freaking like one thirty-two in the morning, man. It's freaking crazy. Ooh, yeah, I'd be out. Yeah, that's that's. I'm like, oh boy. Um. Okay. What? So, do you look at you know? Ladies, could you be, or do you think it's maybe risque or maybe slutty to ask, you know, some of these other questions on here about, you know, sexuality and about your sex life? And we're talking about, you know, not only clothes and everything, you know, like guess what color? I remember the big, uh, I don't want to plug another radio show. Well, they used to do it, and I think they got in trouble or stopped it. They used to ask girls that called in the show, and it was a sports talk show, and they would ask, hey, what color are your panties? And I think they got in trouble and all that. Would you, want, would you go up to your guy and say, hey, guess what color panties I have on? You know what? Nope, you guessed wrong. <laughs> yes, but I kept them up. <laughs> and, um, no, that's Foo saying. That, um, do you look at, 
you know, can you say, nope, you're wrong. You need to peel them off of me with my teeth to find out, you know, would you be able to say that and to kick up the sexual aspect? Or do you say, and I look at people when they say, you know, they're bored with sex and I always go on the hit on the emotional connection first. Okay. I hit on that. Where's that at the emotional connection? Cause when that dies, that's usually when the sex becomes maybe boring when it becomes, you know, complacent and everything else. But, you know, another thing is, do you ever, you know, think about these questions? Even if you're married 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, do you talk about, you know what, what is your most hardcore fantasy? What would you say? Would you want to ask that? What is your most hardcore fantasy? Now, what if you're married five years and you ask this question, you know, your hardcore fantasy, whatever, when you're dating within six months, whatever, maybe even sooner than that, hardcore fantasy, would that change over time? Could that change over time? Maybe you got rid of your hardcore, maybe doing it on the balcony at freaking lunchtime, people walking in and stuff out of the building that you, you know, maybe that's hardcore to you. Sounds great to me. But what, what, oh, God, now I can't even talk. Or takes your hand and slides some down and woohoo! Downtown. <laughs> downtown, wow. yeah. So, like, straight down Woodward, apparently. Straight, uh, yeah, well, you know, bare floors, Woodward, that's my preference, too. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That worked out well. That was smooth. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. There's I nothing looked smooth it. about that. <laughs> no, no, that was smooth. That was nice. But, you know, do you look at that? You know, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done before? And I know when you're married before, you don't want, you know, you know what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done before? And you've been with each other for 20 years, and he comes up with something, and you weren't part of it. Or she comes up with something, and you're not part of it. Whoops. That's Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about, whatever. But could you even, that's why, when I did my episode, you know, on, porn you know is it an enhancer or does it destroy relationships and you talk about you can use it as an educational piece you know we want to try this we want to try that whatever instead of looking at competition about you know oh my god you know what he is (laughs) i agree with you love a clean playground but you don't want a lot of sand in there you'll be picking it out of your teeth man that's not good chip foo so you look at the situation where um you know can you elevate and what is hardcore now might not be hardcore down the road and you can revisit that what about other elements about um you know what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done that's you know i talked about that a couple minutes ago you know do you talk about that when you're dating but i want to center on it seems like all this stuff it's fresh you're learning about each other but i want to center on when you're in a relationship for a while it could be a year two years excuse me or longer i want to center on you know, how do you rejuvenate your sex life and everything else, right? And what are some aspects that you can talk about? Have you ever, oh, here's one. Have you ever been caught masturbating? And is that hot? What if your partner never, first time, have you ever caught your partner or watched them masturbate? I'm all for that. I'm all for watching my woman masturbate that is so freaking hot. So, as it's hot in this room right now, I have talking about no underwear on, freaking talking about masturbating, all this shit. Here we go. It's freaking hotter in hell in here. Well, I'm, glad to know, <laughs> I'm glad to know that I did my part. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it, too. You know, do you, do you look at um, the situation to where, 
You know what? Do you want to? Have you ever tried masturbating in front of each other? Oh, my God, that's my private time. That's whatever. And this is all part of, like I talked about, sexual maturity and everything. But you can also talk about, can you do that? Hey, I want you to watch me masturbate. I want you to watch me. Not only do you ask your partner, hey, can I watch you masturbate? Can you sort of initiate it? Come here. I want you to watch something. Ba-bam! And then you do that while you're, you know, hey, come here. I want you to watch me clean my floors. And (laughs) get it? The bare floors, Woodward, we're talking. (laughs) You want me to clean the bare floors and go, you know, sort of for Woodward. You want me to, uh, you want to see me wax my floors. And you can get your guy to go down and watch, you know, can you do that? Are you brave enough to do that? And after all, you know, if you've been married for a while, you should know each other. And I'm all about you guys being best friends too, you know, being best friends, being lovers, all that rolled into one. So why would it be so shameful or so unnerving embarrassing for you guys to ask some of these questions right oh god foo you're gonna freaking give me a woody again talking about all this shit she just mentioned yeah (laughs) how about watching my wife uh masturbate she loves watching (laughs) oops okay so you know we get you know all these aspects can you do that have you ever had sex outside how many people do, oh, yeah. Yep, same here. I talked about the balcony. I've talked about, let's see, a beach, the front lawn. But I was smart about it. I didn't do it uh, during a humid summer night. It oh, was actually a, a nice. It was still warm, but it wasn't humid and sticky. It was nice and cool. And it was. Uh, I was living in a penthouse at the time off the river. And it was just on the sixth floor balcony overlooking pretty much all of the east side and downtown. Oh, so, yeah. so it was a nice night. When you're it was, talking it was down here. Yeah. Oh, so okay. that, that was actually pretty nice. Sweet. Ah, that yes. is nice. Oh, reminiscing, right? A little bit. And can you bring about, even if you tried something with a past lover, are you worried about, no, I can't do this because if they find out, you know, I did this with them, I did that with her, that you're going to be so uptight and so worried about your confidence aspect. You know what? And like I said before, I'm all about, you know, I want to be the best you've ever had sexually and everything. So would you be able to ask these questions? And maybe you want to ask these questions, but maybe you're afraid your partner is not, um, maybe ready for them, not maybe, maybe they're too shy for them and they'll squirm, they'll, they'll, you know, sort of ease around it. Is that all you think about is sex? Yeah. So what's your point? No. <laughs> so you look at, you know, can you bring this up or are you afraid that your partner, you know, your lover is going to think uh, poorly of you or maybe they're just too shy that maybe do you look at, uh, if they are, are you with the wrong partner? Ooh, that could be a huge, huge deal. So part of this is trying to enliven your, oops, as I hit the mic, um, trying to alive your sexuality or sort of shake it up a little bit to, you know, ignite it again. And I talk about this uh, a little bit in the book that's whenever that's coming out, but it is, you know, some things that you can do to enliven your sex life and get reconnected without even losing. You can have fun with it, but you still maintain the emotional connection. That's all part of it, right? Um, how many people know the sensitive, most sensitive part of your partner's body, right? Well, I know his, right? Come on, ladies, let's hear it. I know his most sensitive. It's his cock, right? <laughs> and... um you know, what is, some, is it the side, you know, the side of your ribs, down by the side of your abdomen? You know, what is it? Is it the back of your freaking thighs? 
Is it the inside of your thighs? Is it, you know, maybe you can tease each other with these aspects and not just genital. Oh, God. Chip foo. Uh-oh. Oh, great. I'm not going to Lexington ever again. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks, Chip foo. I ain't ever going up there again. Freaking talking about, isn't it? Isn't it uh, freaking redneck hilly billy land up there too? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> no, the lake, it's beautiful up there, but it is, I think, uh, not to be uh, racist. It is uh, redneck hilly billy land, maybe. <laughs> but you look at, you know, what about, have you ever used toys in bed too? Have you ever, you know, brought, introduced toys in bed? Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you want to try them. What would it hurt just trying them and there's some guys i know that they don't want their wives trying any toys and it comes down to their insecurities that that toy is going to replace them and i'm like why can't you integrate that use the toy on them that's part of you being involved in all that what the huh i have no idea what the heck you just typed there chip foo you must be getting tired but um can you integrate the sex toys in those aspects and bring them into the relationship and be proud of it and be not insecure that it's going to misplace you, right? Or if guys have uh, pocket pussies, you know, is that intimidating? Is that intimidating to women, right? Oh, he's going to rather get off. Oh, a toy can get him off and I, you know, whatever, I'm going to get replaced. And you're talking about your, you know, sexual evolution and your sexual maturity about bringing these into some aspects. And believe it or not, the, um, uh, oh, Fleshlight, I couldn't even remember. Fleshlight's one of the, probably the main producers, the best producers of uh, pocket vaginas, pocket pussies, if you will. Um, and it, I, believe it or not, they can help guys with early ejaculation, too. Ooh. Hello? Silence? No. <laughs> but they can help. They can be used as a tool to help integrate with, you know, s- sort of the stop, you know, stop and go uh, start and stop aspects with trying to help guys with those aspects too. Maybe you want to try something and you're worried about that. Maybe you're worried, oh, God, he ain't going to last that long. He's going to blow it all over the place. You know what? Then what do you do to get him hard again, ladies? Or do you just say it's done and over with and you lose your mood? These are all questions, something to think about. We're going to come back um, after the break, um, after I take care of myself, and we're going to... We're going to talk about more questions that I want to bring up to you. And, you know, we're going to, you know, with body image and everything else to hit on, you know, trying to get away from the body image aspects and be comfortable with who you are and integrate that, you know, into your sex life without holding back. Okay. So we'll be back in a few minutes here with Ab and rawradiox.com in Detroit. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Thank you. We'll be back in a few. Giggity, giggity. Giggity goo. Stick around. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand painted, uh, hand designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
content everybody is talking about is coming to DTE Energy Music Theater. The Forever Charlie Tour, Under the Stars, starring Charlie Wilson, Kim, and Joe. Saturday, June 13th, 7 p.m. at DTE Energy Music Theater. A night with hit after hit. Get tickets at palacenet.com, ticketmaster.com, and the Palace Box Office. Don't miss the Forever Charlie Tour. When I perform, I like it to be one big party. Sponsored by Bell Tire. Yo and hello fam, Avenue here. Make sure you tune in every Thursday at high noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to Avenue and Friends, only on RawRadioX.com. It's your weekly therapy session. Your usual dose of highfalutin hijinks, crazy antics, sarcasm, and bad jokes. Oh, it's true. Remember, it's Avenue and Friends, Thursdays at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific. RawRadioX.com. Act like you know. The 27th Annual Sandy Corley Memorial Run, June 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Double J Resort in Rockbury. Live Thursday, June 11th, it's the Metallica Tribute 1, the ACDC Tribute, Let There Be Rock, and Image. Live Friday, June 12th, Jackal. Autograph. And even Keel. And Saturday, June 13th, see Loverboy. With the Seeger Tribute looking back and the after effect. Don't miss the charity auction, fireworks, beverage tent, and more. Tickets include rustic camping and are available at Sandy's Harley Davidson in Fremont, MeridianConcerts.com, or by calling 877-569-7767. The 27th Annual Sandy Corley Memorial Run, June 11th through the 13th at the Double J Resort in Rockbury. Proceeds benefit the Sandy Corley Memorial Fund at Mercy Health Johnson Family Cancer Center. Can't figure out why The hell I can't say you're the words that I've been thinking In my mind Unless I'm in front of a crowd Shouting into a mic And I'm naked
Hey, welcome back to Raw Radio Access. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and this is your host, uh, Greg Dzinski, licensed uh, professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist in the metro Detroit area in private practice. Uh, make sure you check out our website. You check out some more information about myself at theartofrelationships.org, and I'm coming live from the studios of Raw Radio X. Here in Detroit City. Yeah, babies. Now, we're talking about sex aspects, of course. And we're talking about different ways to heighten your sex life. And we talked about, you know, usually questions are asked at the beginning of relationships to where you, you know, you're curious. Oh, how many sex partners? I think that's, as you get older, I don't think that matters anymore. And we talked about, Av and I, you know, mentioned at the beginning of the show. And we want to look at the aspects to where excuse me, where you, you know, that's not probably a big deal. What matters now is the connection between you two and how your sex life can evolve in different ways, you know, that maybe you ask these questions and all of a sudden you've been married 5, 10, 20 years and all of a sudden you don't ask questions anymore about your sex life. Man, you talk, you know, maybe the number one thing is, you know, is, you know, what is important to you, right? Is quality or quantity the most important thing to you. Have you ever asked your partner that? To me, I'm going to say it's freaking both, right? I want quality and I want quantity, right? Don't I'm not just a guy. Some guys don't care whatever and just like some women want, you know, want both too. They want the quantity. They want sex every day and some men, you know, they could be happy with it once every 2 weeks, once a month. So you look at those aspects that um me and Lisa are going to do it. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> we got a, a freaking Texan porno show going on here at the Art of Relationships radio show. Um, you know, here's some, you know, some other questions come up with that can invigorate, you know, some questions that you can ask. You know, how much is enough, right? How much is enough? Is there, is there a thing that it's too much for one person? Like I said, if you have one person that wants it once a week, um, once every other week, uh, that type of aspect, and you want it three, four, five times a week, you know, one thing, you might be with the wrong partner because what's going to happen is, as people know, and I mention this all the time, one person's going to feel like, he, you know, the other one's just doing it to do it, and... You know, it's pathetic. You know, no one wants to be with someone that's just doing it to do it to do their duty. Husband, wifely, boyfriend, girlfriend, duty, whatever. So, you know, can you talk about, do you bring it up? What are some challenges related to your sex life? Can you guys talk about that? Even talking about sex. Some people, like I mentioned, get very shy, very apprehensive, especially if you have not talked about it since you started dating. When was the last time you talked about sex other than, oh, we don't do it enough? Or you might joke around. And I, I tell people all the time, you never want to joke around. If you're in friends, you know, around friends, relatives, parties, I, I got onto this um, God, Wednesday, probably Monday in session that, you know, they would make wisecracks. And I think even this morning, you know, I had a client mention that, you know, the husband would go, you know, oh, yeah, if she ever gives it to me or if he ever, you know, all these aspects that, yeah, never, that you joke around and all this stuff. But you look at those elements that, you know what, you don't want to bring your sex life out into the world to relatives, partners, and you start bashing each other on that. That's really going to make them 
freaking get horny and get sex. It's going to make it even worse. So you need to grow up a little bit and be mature and do not bring, you know, sexual frequency. Oh, yeah, if she ever gave it to me, yeah, I get it. I'm lucky to get it once a month. And you're saying it around friends, family. You need to knock that off, okay? Keep that around your life. So you look at, you know, what is, you know, what are some challenges related to your sex life? Maybe you have, you know, maybe there's medical issues. You know, we talk, you know, I deal on a weekly basis with, you know, maybe older guys that have testosterone levels or diabetes and or they're on heart medication and they, you know, they confound issues where maybe they have a hard time getting it up because of diabetes or, you know, whatever. And they're embarrassed and all this stuff. And it's like sex goes to the back back room, if you will, not back door, back room, and you look at the elements to where, you know, what would kick that up a little bit? Can you still be sexual even if you have medical conditions? Or, you know, if guy has a hard time, or say, you know, women have, you know, maybe female, you know, vaginal pain, dis- I hate the word disorder, but, you know, vaginal pain or whatever that's going on, maybe, you know, you know, post-menopause, to where, you know, the dryness and all these aspects come in. Maybe what's it going to take for you guys to invigorate your sex life just by talking about it, you know? So what are some challenges related to your sex life? Can you talk about it? Or are you too shy because you don't want to hurt their feelings, right? You don't want to piss them off. You don't want to start an argument. you got a right to invigorate your sex life, okay? So you look at what is the sexiest thing about your spouse, or partner, right? I put spouse on there, but it should be, you know, partner, right? Like I said, you could be living together. Um, your lover, there we go, right? Oh, my, yeah, my lover is not my wife. My lover is not my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. You want to handle that chat, uh, Av, on the chat? Uh, <laughs> you want to handle that one? <laughs> no, <you are. laughs> I, I actually can't say much about this. No? Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll leave that one alone anyways. I Actually, it was brought up before, I think, by how much she enjoys that. And I think uh, some other people on chat, some women also brought that up on previous chats about loving that backdoor a- attitude or that backdoor action going on. Do you... Um, go ahead, Ev. You want to speak something now? No, no, <laughs> you want to leave that alone, huh? Yeah, totally. Okay. So, you know, what is the sexiest thing about your partner or your lover? Can you bring that up? Have you talked about it? You know what? What do you find sexy about me? Uh, only when you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> do you, you know, oh, you're all set with my uh, cock in your mouth. You know, <laughs> what, what are some sexy elements? Are you afraid to ask? Maybe you don't feel sexy. And before the break, we mentioned about body image and maybe how that you know, it hinders your sexual comfort levels, okay? And what would it take to get through those? Maybe you're afraid that you don't want to, maybe you're, part, you're afraid your partner doesn't find anything sexy about you. And what about not only your partner, can you ask them, right? What do you find sexy about me? And also describe to them what you find sexy about them. Ladies, when was the last time you told, you know, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever, you know, even in lesbian couples, I don't want to get all just all heterosexual. It's about everybody. But when was the last time you told, say, your man what you found sexy about him? Oh, baby, you know what? That beer gut is so freaking hot. It just drives me nuts. I want to just slide right down it. Is that? (laughs) Really? 
I'm being a smart ass. Told you I did a comedy. No, 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 no. I, I did dad, a comedy. Some women laughed. Dad body zoom. Dad body zoom. Yeah, we we did talk about that, didn't yeah, we? The possible. dad body. Don't promote that shit. No, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I believe, I'm not. You know, I'll never be. I'll never be in the in crowd when it comes to the the dad body or the freaking uh, beer belly gut. You know, <laughs> talking. You know, like, God, I can't wait to lick that beer gut all over the place. How many women would love? <laughs> you know, can every day. <laughs> wow. Okay. Every day back door fool or every day every day beer gut beer gut I yeah that's what I want to know I, I don't know and you know can you ladies can you tell what you find you know what I think it's so freaking sexy the way you look at me the way you smile you know what I think you have a juicy ass I love your ass how many women do this to their guys you know you hear guys may do this to the women. But how often do you say this to, or, oh, my God, I can't do that. I'll come across trashy. What? It's not trashy. It's a form of expression. It's adult. You're in a relation. Who cares, right? And I think that invigorates us, and it builds up. I know it builds up my ego. I like to hear it, too. Greg, oh, God, you're so hot. I love how you're hung like a gerbil. And we were talking about that before the show. <laughs> uh, Frenchie's show on RawRadioX.com right uh, before this show. Hung like a gerbil. Or hung like a gerbil. And, <laughs> and you look at, you know, can you, you know, not only about your partner, you know, tell him or her what you find sexy. Be freaking descriptive. You know what? I love when you lick your lips, whatever, right? Um, I just, I think it's so sexy when the way, you know, I touch you here and your freaking toes curl. Get very descriptive, very specific. However, also, people, not that you have to go and describe, you know, or describe this express this or you know go on facebook and say this but how many people look at yourself or a field mouse <laughs> way to go chip foo no i'd rather be a, i think a gerbil's bigger than a field mouse i don't know i've never really looked at a field mouse or a gerbil's penis for that it doesn't matter what was it some insects got a penis that's like freaking what what the hell is it like ten times their body size whatever it's some I think it's a, like a flea or something. I no, I, actually and, that's that's me actually. Oh, that. Have <laughs> you hear that, ladies? <laughs> ladies, if you want uh, wait, a hung, wait, 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 a hung, smooth looking black let guy. Me, let me put the disclaimer <laughs> out there. Mind you, I'm a pretty small guy. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, okay Google it. I, uh, uh, you, almost I, had, you almost had a spit. I, yeah, I almost freaking spit all over the mic with water. That was freaking hilarious. But yeah, you look at, you know, what do you find sexy about yourself? And this is a question that I don't think gets asked that much. And I get, you know, I'll get women, I'll get guys in there, and they're looking at me, Greg, you're not hitting on me, are you? No, 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 not at all. But it's important Part of confidence is looking at what do you like about yourself and what do you find sexy about yourself? Do you have a sultry look to you, a sultry walk? Maybe the way you look, your eye contact. You know, maybe you have freaking firm, round titties. Um, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever you like about yourself, can you sort of find sexiness? Everybody, every size, shape ethnicity, culture, whatever, has something sexy about them, and can you find it within yourself? It's not being arrogant. I think that will help, you know, really help with your your sex appeal and your sexual comfort level, your sexual confidence, to be able to ask these questions. And you look at these to where you 
um, I don't care. You know what? If maybe you don't like your body, is your skin soft? Is it smooth? You can look at these elements, anything, man. You got sexy hands. I want to wrap them around your cock, whatever. You know, you can look at anything. I want you to look at the sexiness aspects in you. And what do you find sexy about you? And I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't get it. And they look at it, it's weird, it's crazy, it's, oh my God, that's just weird, I'm arrogant, I shouldn't be doing it, but why? And part of even sex therapy aspects, one element is with sexual evolution and getting through sexual shyness and all this is self-exploration and, you know, the old, I should say, the textbook sex therapy aspects, you know, they'll have women, you know, with a mirror looking at their vaginal their vaginal region and everything else to get more comfortable that it isn't gross, disgusting, all this stuff to get used to it. It's part of their body. So what do you find sexy about you? So look at that, right? Now, we talk about fantasies. I did a whole episode on fantasies a while ago. Do you change? Like I said about, you know, what is the hardcore? What is your hardcore fantasy, sexual fantasy? But this could also be, you know, fantasies like Ab and I were talking about, you know, do you do it outside? Do you do it um, on a balcony? Do you do it wherever? You know, do your fantasies change and evolve? I think they do as we age. And why should we be, you know, if we're 20 years old, it's okay to have fantasies, but when we're 30 and we've been married, say, six, seven, eight years, or, you know, freaking married 20 years, does that mean our fantasies die? Not at all. They might evolve. They might change over time. Express them. Bring them about. What are my fantasies? What are your fantasies? And can you bring them from the forefront? Now, it's weird bringing up sex and talking about death and dying. It's one of the classes, main classes I teach, too, is that, you know, a lot of people don't realize when people may be in hospice, and it's sad, that people don't realize they still have dreams. They still have fantasies. Even though they're getting ready to pass away and die, ask them what their dreams are, what their fantasies are. And some people, they freaking lose. They don't get it. Oh, they're dying. They're not going to have any dreams. We have dreams and fantasies up until we die. So ask them. Engage people like that. Not to bring, I say, death and dying. How does that relate to sex? You both deal with stiffs, right? So um, it can relate to the same aspects. That's sick and twisted, I know. But, you know, you get that. And what really what really turns you on? You know, can you tell your partner that? And ask, ask him or her, you know what, what really turns you on? Oh, I don't know. Why do you ask me that? Ugh! And that, <laughs> that, yes, that's a personal freaking pet peeve of mine when they, I don't know, uh, guess. You know what? What would it take for you to be an adult and grow from that, not be, yeah, I'm going to belittle people out here, which I don't do, but you need to grow out of your teenage years and become an adult and what's it take to evolve and grow into yourself. And I know, you know, it can be discomforting, especially if there's prior, you know, sexual abuse and rape and all that aspect, okay? Um, that needs to be taken into consideration. I don't ever want to take light or joke about those situations. But, you know, if, you know, that is not an issue, um, can you, you know, what would it take for you to grow involved and not be so shy? And people that are shy, it's funny how they talk about, they, you know, oh, I don't know, I don't know. They go from the shy little girl or shy little boy, and then as they age, that shyness is still there, but it comes out in anger. And they will start 
freaking bashing the other partner. Oh, my God, you should know. You should. Why do you always want to talk? And they belittle him for even asking that question. And it's funny how it transpires. And even seeing clients in my office, you know, how this relates and how they grow. They use, you know, they're still insecure about it or shy about it. But now they're using a different tactic. And it comes out as anger. It comes out as bashing. Okay. Now, this was a question. And I brought this up a I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago where I mentioned uh, Damaris out of Cher out of Philly that, uh, you know, I don't know, internet, social media, friends, whatever, cool lady that, you know, talked about the East Coast, that the foreplay was an issue. I think Av was in here. I think we did it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mentioned about that. And do you talk about what is your definition of freaking foreplay? Right? The old, old age, you know, for guys. Foreplay, you stick it in. That's foreplay, right? <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> that is sad, but it's funny. No, <laughs> and you look at the element. You know what is foreplay to you? And I, you know, I'm not gonna get harp and hound on this because I already did an episode uh, on foreplay, and you can listen to it. You know, you can always listen to recorded uh, versions of the show. You look at, you know. Describe. Be specific about what foreplay is to you. Does it start in the morning? Does it start during the day with simple text messages? I love you. I can't wait to taste your love juices. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> when you have food's husband, I'd love to taste your food juice. <laughs> oh, boy. Did that, was that corny, Av? <laughs> Oh, I'm, man, almost to, I'm almost scared to ask what, about the nutritional value in food juice. I don't almost. know. You have to ask. Is I know. I know. I, uh, I don't. Don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. So <laughs> I I shouldn't even went there. I had to though. <laughs> what would you? <laughs> oh boy. How many? Yeah, my cholesterol needs to be lowered. I wonder. Yeah. Oh boy. How much uh, cholesterol does that? help with cholesterol <laughs> does it jack it up right? does it, yeah i don't know it might so you look at you know those elements and you're talking about your own um sexuality express your fantasies and get onto this you know what would you like to attempt are there any new sex positions that you want to that you want to try and like i said you know everyone says oh you know the you know kumas you know kumasatra um, you know, all this tantric sex, they have all these, you know, oh, there's a thousand positions. And like I mentioned before, there's only three basic positions. Everything derives out of those three, right? Except 69. That that would be maybe a fourth, if you will. You know, there's doggy style, right? Woman on top, right? Missionary. And maybe there are five. Sorry. Now I'm losing my train of thought. Let's see. There's Doggy style, woman on top, guy on top, and guy behind. So there are four main, I forgot I had a brain fart, sorry. There are four main sex positions, not a hundred, not a thousand, whatever. And 69, if you want to use that in there, which you could, is I, yeah, I think you, should. you have to. So I absolutely agree with you, Ab. So you have five main, you know, situations are five main sex positions everything derives about that well when i you know throw her up against the wall whatever that's like man on top even though you're standing up it's man on top you know you're looking at this stuff um you know reverse cowgirl what's that you know that's like basically doing doggy style basically the same thing right 
everything is derived out of those four main aspects other than the fifth being 69, right? Or we talked, what was that? I read that joke before because it's not called 69 anymore. It's called 96 because of uh, the inflation rate of eating out. That's true. It's <laughs> true story, too. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like food. Love food juice. <laughs> Are you talking you love his food juice or uh, both of you guys share you f- your food juice? And I know you mentioned about some things in chat a um, couple weeks ago. I think it was before I was down here at uh, rawradiox.com about something about um, <laughs> squirting all over someone's face. I think you mentioned something about that, Foo. Not to embarrass you, but <laughs> you look. You know what other aspects? Um, you know different positions. You want to try that? I talked about. You know when I brought up masturbation too. Do you guys ever masturbate together? How many people do that? Would that be awkward? Would you be able to do that? That is so sensual. It's so hot that you know, especially when you can you do that and you look at each other's eyes, right? But then you got to watch the other person too. You got to do that mixture. You got to mix it up because if you're masturbating in front of each other, not watching, what's the point, right? So you can look at each other's eyes and watch each other. That can be so soulful and sensual, and a lot of people do not get that, right? How many people? How many? You, I know you don't get embarrassed, food. Not, <laughs> I know that at all. What other aspects do you get into as far as? Um, do you do you remember? Maybe you do now. How many people sleep in the nude together? How many people sleep in the nude together now? Did you used to? And that was cool. And also, you got older, whatever. Maybe you don't sleep in the nude anymore. Let's face it. You have kids, right? Oh my God, we can't let them run in if they have a nightmare, and I got to run in. Oh my God, I got to put a robe on. Um, food. You, Damn, you guys are making me jealous big time. You <laughs> you look at the elements to where, you know, you have kids. And maybe you stop sleeping in a nude. You have boxers on the guys or, you know, women, they're in PJs, whatever, because, oh, my God, the kids. You know, what would it take for you guys to get back, maybe shut your door, whatever, and have stuff nearby? That The closeness and the touching of the naked skin together, that just vitalizes your life together, vitalizes that not only, you know, the physical elements together, i got to quit hitting that mic. You look at the emotional context, that the sensuality, that just touching each other's skin, it's freaking hot and it's awesome, okay? And like I mentioned, you know, does our sex life seem boring to you? Are you waiting for your partner to jazz it up, right? Oh, he needs to do this. She needs to do this. Or what are you doing to shake it up a little bit, to take that risk and to shake it up and not always leave it up to your partner? These are all elements that can help. I sleep in a nude. I am too horny all night and I cannot sleep. Oh, God damn it. See, I know, I, that's the benefit of, of being the asexual. If I sleep in a nude, I'm just super comfortable and I'm going to sleep even better. So, I mean, obviously, I sleep in the nude for the most part. Are, are you talking, Ab, are you talking you sleep better after sex or before sex or I not don't even, even having sex? I don't have sex. I sleep good after. I can just sleep in the nude and be very comfortable and, you know, maybe a little nightcap drink or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I have no problem sleeping in the nude. I used to get yelled at, boy, you walk around the house naked and all this stuff. Eh, so what? What <laughs> right. if the neighbors see? They shouldn't be looking in their house. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
that, that's yeah, that's not a big deal. Okay, um, here's one talking about shooting for the moon, sort of speak. Do you ever talk about the potency and power of your orgasms? I forgot I put that one on my list. I hand out. You know, is there? Such a thing as, you know, everyone assumes, and I talked about this numerous times, that the guy comes, he's satisfied. Mm. And like I said, there's different levels. Oh, I came. Okay, whoopee-doo, too. Oh, my God, my freaking toes are curled. I can't unclench them. Freaking phenomenal. That there's different potencies of orgasms. Can you talk about, you know what, I would love to try this to get more. Not that you're so technical, like I mentioned before, because I think when you try to be technical after a certain goal, you lose the flair, the magic, the connect, emotional connection. You're too, and it doesn't work. It backfires for you. So you need to go with the flow and talk about it. You may be before, you know, not during sex or whatever, but different ways that you'd like to try and just start doing it, right? Talk about outside the bedroom or whatever when you're not having sex, okay? And go about that. Something I love about our sex life. Oh, this, you always hear complaints, and I hear complaints all the time um, on a weekly basis from couples. Oh, our sex life, it's not enough and all this stuff. He is selfish in sex, doesn't care about me. She's always tired. He's always tired. You name it. But what do you love about your sex life? I love our sex life because we don't have it enough. <laughs> Or enough, yeah. I love it because we only have to have it once a month. <laughs> what can you do to center on what you love about it? You know, even if you have to start where you, what do you like about the sex life? Do you, even if you like it, that, oh my God, it feels great. It brings us closer. I love how close we get. Oh my God, I love how my freaking vaginal walls just vibrate and shake while you're inside me. Could you say that? Oh my God, I love how my cock just freaking throbs when you are sucking it and licking it. Um, what do you love about your sex life that you can talk about each other and, Oh, there we go, Fu. The way he touches my body makes me feel sexy as hell. Maybe the way you touch your body makes him feel sexy as hell too, Fu, when you talked about you love masturbating for him or in front of him. Okay. Well, I think it's time we take another little breather. I am starting to sweat my uh, freaking gerbil off, <laughs> my gerbil manhood off. Um and we will be back. This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show down here at RRX, RawRadioX.com in Detroit. Be back in a few, people. Thanks for listening. Oh, what fresh hell is this? You're almost exactly what I need A definite maybe It's short to entice my curiosity I can't help but think that this doesn't add up I'm trying to separate the facts from all the fiction 
Crazy antics, sarcasm, and bad jokes. Oh, it's true. Remember, it's Avenue and Friends, Thursdays at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific. RawRadioX.com. Act like you know. The concert everybody is talking about is coming to DTE Energy Music Theater. The Forever Charlie Tour, Under the Stars, starring Charlie Wilson, Kim, and Joe. Saturday, June 13th, 7 p.m. at DTE Energy Music Theater. A night with hit after hit. 
Get tickets at palacenet.com, ticketmaster.com, and the Palace Box Office. Don't miss the Forever Charlie Tour. When I perform, I like it to be one big party. Sponsored by Bell Tire. The 27th Annual Sandy Corley Memorial Run. June 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Double J Resort in Rockbury. Live Thursday, June 11th, it's the Metallica Tribute 1, the ACDC Tribute, Let There Be Rock, and Image. Live Friday, June 12th, Jackal. Autograph. And even Keel. And Saturday, June 13th, see Loverboy. With the Seeger tribute looking back and the after effect. Don't miss the charity auction, fireworks, beverage tent, and more. Tickets include rustic camping and are available at Sandy's Harley Davidson in Fremont, MeridianConcerts.com, or by calling 877-569-7767. The 27th Annual Sandy Corley Memorial Run, June 11th through the 13th at the Double J Resort in Rockbury. Proceeds benefit the Sandy Corley Memorial Fund at Mercy Health Johnson Family Cancer Center. She's sitting on the dirt-ridden floor Hit her formal wear And with one look, I swear she kills me She's loud as hell An embarrassment One crazy bitch, but she's lovely And she's addictive My nicotine, the one from my dreams in the morning And she's vindictive She makes me wish that girls like this came with warning. Fight for 
little connection Will you take my hands and we can pretend Hey, welcome back to the Art of Relationships radio show. This is your host, Master G, Craig Desensky, licensed professional counselor in the metro Detroit area, coming from the studios of rawradiox.com. So make sure you check them out, too. Again, that's rawradiox.com in Detroit. And you can check me out, theartofrelationships.org, and I'm all over Facebook as well. Uh, another way to help people out, uh, blog, <laughs> doing too much stuff, I think, right now. But um, so check them out, rawradiox.com, here from the studios in Detroit now on Wednesday nights, which is very, very cool. Okay, remember, you can listen to the show, uh, at least on Wednesday nights. You can listen to the show at rawradiox.com. You can listen to it if you are new, uh, spreaker.com. You can use Spreaker's mobile app you i have the art of relationships radio show own app both for android and apple devices and using those apps you can also join us in the live chat room which is cool and i should announce i haven't done that in a while you can call us live at 313-462-0107 you can ask any questions you want related to maybe sexual realms or relationship aspects, whatever. And like I said, I want to repeat on uh, being a smartass on the show. That's partly who I am, but I'm also very professional, very compassionate in my work helping couples in my private practice in Mount Clements. So check me out online, theartofrelationships.org. And we're talking about sex and how to jazz it up maybe after uh, by asking questions right you be inquisitive maybe it's going to tell your partner that you're interested maybe in sex and changing something up right and how many people they want to flip that script around and you know they ask questions oh what you're not happy you're talking about sex again oh my god do you always have to bash do you always have to go in that realm and look at the elements instead of bashing can you learn from each other do you why do you always have to criticize when it comes to sex is that all you think about is that whatever maybe it's what sex represents to both of you maybe to your partner maybe it represents being close to you on not only physical elements but the emotional levels too and let's face it sex it's very healthy (laughs) uh helps with exercise yeah baby stretching you out all over the place maybe stretching him out all over the place it limbers up it makes your body fit believe it or not makes it fit kicks up your endorphins it is good for even believe it or not menstrual cramps if you're into that, it has been known to be good to reduce, not that you're in the mood for it, migraine headaches, other headaches, um, stress relief, huge. You know what? Baby, you're so stressed, let me help you with that. <laughs> help you with that and get you naked, right? So by asking the questions I talked about, you know, before the break and at the beginning of the show, actually, 
<clears throat> excuse me, all night, you know, are ways to invigorate. And they also entice, but even just talking about sex, how many people get freaking a little bit aroused, a little bit excited? You could walk in a restaurant, you know, sort of a crowded restaurant medium, and just mention the word sex. And look how many people will just, whatever they're doing, they're going to stop and they're going to stare at you. I think it's human nature to, when you bring it up, you know, especially in America, that you bring up sex. Everybody pays attention, like, oh, my God, that's a dirty word, or, ooh, I want to hear more. So it sort of invigorates you just by talking about it. It's cool. And why do even women, when they watch these freaking, don't even get me going, um, reality TV shows and all this stuff and the Lifetime, you know, movies with the sex and all this stuff, what invigorates them why do they get the juices flowing it's the romance it's everything else and maybe you know what maybe i can do what he's doing to her on the show you know talk about it. you know what i'd love you to do this and what would it take for you to say yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna at least try to do it instead of saying oh yeah right i ain't gonna do this and you act like like i said an immature little kid and secure aspects um how many here we go how many questions, and I asked this before, and I've got asked this too. How many women out there, and guys, I want you to think about this too. Have you ever had an orgasm by just someone playing with your breast? Ooh. Have you ever had that? Uh, I hear this question. Uh, God, that's, not, that's impossible. No, it's not impossible. There's nerve endings in the breast that actually trickle down. <laughs> I like that word, trickle down, like on the beer belly aspect we were talking about earlier. That trickle down and tie into the, the clit nerve network. Every woman's different. I'm not saying every woman has the potential to be orgasmic just by having her breast played with. But, you know, kissing, bringing the breast can bring up and a lot of women can have an orgasm with just getting their breasts their boobies played with caressed in a certain manner have you ever tried that do you think it's even possible right you get in the mindset and you let your body go and women that are able to orgasm just through their breasts um without any vaginal touching i'm Talking just strictly, you know, you'd be kissing, you know, making out, whatever, and just with the breast being touched, you, there's no vaginal contact, you know, with the hands or manually anything else that they have an orgasm. And women that are able to do that typically are ones to be able to let themselves sort of get enveloped into the freaking mood, get just freaking fall right into the mood, the sensation and everything else, and be able to reach an orgasm. So wouldn't that be a goal to shoot for, right? Hmm. How many women would want that? Would you want to give a woman ab orgasm, orgasm through breast stimulation? I would be happy to give a woman <laughs> an orgasm in oh, any, way, shape, any, or or any way, shape, or form. I would love to. Cool. What about, um, you know, we talk about oral stimulation. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe you're against that. Maybe are there different ways that you can, you know, maybe use your tongue, your mouth. And I always tell women, you know, if they have a hard time with oral using it, you know, suck it like a straw, baby. <laughs> you use those elements and you suck that penis. That's just wrong, right? I always bring that up in human sexuality classes. How many women would like a guy to come up there or a guy would like to hear that? Come to a woman, oh, God, I can't wait to suck your penis. 
That's just wrong. <laughs> you want a cock, right? <laughs> yeah. Abs, abs. Like I don't care if she said penis or cock, as long as she wants. Actually, to you know what? Me. I don't. <laughs> Honestly, it would take me such a long time to get over. I would laugh a little bit after hearing this. I, I would be like, "What?" That yeah, would that would make yeah. me laugh. That would actually be probably the perfect icebreaker of anything. I, I hope, hopes hopefully she wouldn't be offended if I was supposed to like really take that sexually. You know what? Yeah, are you really trying to turn me on, or maybe she's making a joke out of it? Huh? Right. At least you're hoping she's only making a joke about it down there, right? So you look at um. You know, of all things I've done with you in the bedroom, what is your favorite? Do you talk about this? And this is, you know, it goes in the realm also about, you know, finding yourself sexy. What parts of you are, you know, do you find sexy? But also, what is your favorite in the bedroom? You might talk about, oh, my God, baby, that was awesome. I loved how you do that. But do you talk about what your absolute favorite is? And it's sort of ironic. When I talk to uh, couples, <clears throat> It could be their favorite, and it usually comes down to this. And it, there's always different extremes, right? Well, I love to, you know, when I'm banging her so hard, her head goes through the drywall. I mean, it, it, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, but most couples, heterosexual couples, believe it or not, their most favorite is always. I'm not going to say uh, most of the time, it's just, you know what? It's either her on top or him on top in missionary position with them freaking embracing each other, staring at each other in the eyes. That tends to be their favorite. They feel more connected, more whatever. And it's not like they're doing any acrobatic, you know, gymnastics, freaking twists, freaking toes over the head type aspects. It's that connection, and it's it's weird. And you look at it's not weird. I get it. I understand it. And I tell people, you know, it, so do you need all the acrobats all the time? Yeah, it's fun and all this stuff. But center on the connection of the elements. Now, <clears throat> when, you know, these questions you want to bring up about sex, it's going to enlighten you. It might even turn you guys on. That's cool. That's the point of it. To go on. If you are so timid about asking questions, maybe, you know, oh, my God, you have body image aspects. I don't want to talk about sex because I feel lousy about myself. I When I think about it, think about myself, think about myself naked, whatever, it turns me off and I'm just not in the mood, whatever. What would it take for you to get by that and understand that your partner loves you and is desired by you and what would it take for you to go along with that right and i'm all about if you don't like something you know what can you do to change that you know you know some things we can't change i can't change my gerbilness i can't change how freaking uh short i am some things we can't change but what would it take for you to just say you know screw it this is the way i am and go and be comfortable and enjoy your life like that. It took me a while. I got to yeah. that point. But, well, of course, the... Are you the, still to that point now? The, the, results, the results vary for everyone, though. Uh, for me, I came to that point, and it became more of a, oh, well, this is who I am. Screw it. And now I'm just comfortable being by myself, completely single, solitude, and that's it. So it, it, it depends on, you know, depends on the what, situation. What perspective you're taking from. Yeah. And I haven't seen Fu in chat, so I'm imagining uh, 
her and Mr. Fu are uh, enjoying food juice. They're they're enjoying. <laughs> they're seeing if food juice is fat free or not. <laughs> A little nightcap of food. Oh, that's a nice. That's, yeah, that's a nice little uh, <laughs> antidote to that. Um, but you know, going in when you're shy, and you're you're afraid to talk about you know sex in your own life, whatever. How can you talk about? And I'm going to switch gears a little bit, which you know I don't do this extreme that often. But I'm going to talk about um, comparing the USA to say, the Netherlands. And this has been all over Facebook, all over the news media and everything else. And I think it's so freaking cool that about sex education. Now, how do you expect, if you don't talk about sex and all, not that you want to get that descriptive with your kids, but if you're shy about it, how do you talk to your kids about sex? And you know, in the Netherlands, they've been doing this for years, they have sex education in freaking kindergarten. Did you know that, Av? In kindergarten? In kindergarten kindergarten why why to teach them about their not only and they don't get graphic they don't get explicit about sexual aspects teaching them body parts but they also when at each level they go on and it's mandated by you know the state and the government that they have to that they get comfortable with you know sex sexuality but they get the main aspect at that age that they get comfortable with their body and it's not wrong it's not dirty it's not whatever but it also teaches them to have boundaries over themselves so it also teaches and enhances not only that if someone tries to teach you or force themselves on you it's wrong that it's your body and you can so it's very very cool and I think I have an excerpt. Here we go. Okay. This might describe it. And I know it's taken off, but I think it's cool to help you talk to maybe your kids about sex uh, along with it. And that's why I wanted to flip the script a little bit and go into something else uh, a little bit different before the end of the evening. You know, and this, I printed this off right off of, oh crap, I can't, I want to give them credit to, you find it online and, um, I think it is Rutgers WPF, whatever the heck that is. <clears throat> but um, I want to give credit to where credit's due. You know, I'm professional. I want to. I don't want to steal anyone's stuff. So um, you look online, and it's Netherlands. You know, teaching kindergartners. You'll never hear an explicit reference to sex in a kindergarten class. In fact, the term for what's being taught here is sexuality education rather than sex ed. You know, that's because the goal is bigger than that, says Enki Vern Dev, I can't even pronounce it, <laughs> an expert on youth sexual development, whatever. The Dutch sexuality research, aren't they the ones that have all the frickin', is that Amsterdam, though? With what, the? The frickin'. The red light district. The red light district, well, right. They're, they're starting to, they're cracking down on that. Oh, are they? Time. The prostitution mm-hmm. and the frickin' window view and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, they're, they're really starting to crack down on that a I wonder bit. why. And then they go to this. It's contradiction. Well, I know some of it is uh, political because right now Europe, uh, like America, is taking more of a conservative bent po- It's uh, sad, though, isn't it? So. And I don't, yeah, I know it's political and it's sad because you know, all the commercials, they would show boobs, it's part, you know, and over here we're so uptight about it. Uh, Okay, the Dutch Sexuality Research Institute behind the curriculum. Okay, it's about this uh, gentleman. It's about having open, honest, actually, I don't know if it's a gentleman, actually. Um, It's about having open, honest conversations about love and relationships. Isn't that cool? That's the premise. You know, do you teach your kids 
that, you know, to be shy away from sex and set uh, boundaries or anything like that. Not at all. You know, you say, I shouldn't say you don't want your kids to be shy and be all this. You want them to be okay, comfortable with themselves and be able to say no if they don't want to. You know, to set boundaries. By law, all primary school students in the Netherlands must receive some form of sexuality education. The system allows for flexibility in how it's taught, though, but it must address certain core principles, among them sexual diversity, sexual assertiveness. Ooh, that means encouraging respect for all sexual preferences and helping students develop skills to protect against sexual coercion Intimidation and abuse. Very cool. The underlying principle is straightforward. Sexual development is a normal process. Yes, it is. That's what I promote. That all young people experience and they have the right to frank, trustworthy information on the subject of sex. There was societal concerns that sexualization in the media could be having a negative impact on kids, said (laughs) Volgut. We're, we wanted to show that sexuality also has to do with respect, intimacy, and safety. What's your thoughts on that? No thoughts. No thoughts whatsoever. Do you think that's a, do you think that's a good avenue to take, or do you think it's a little premature with kids at that age? I mean, to some point you do need to teach them and i guess it, it would be better to teach them early catch them early uh before it's hopefully too late uh, and they find out and they learn the hard way through trial and error but at what point do you what about the sexual coercion and yeah. you teach them do you teach them the fear to be afraid of it or can you teach them to respect the boundaries and if someone tries it that they're it's okay to well, say I, no and that they can get some help and tell tell somebody and tell a parent. I, I, I think that's something that we've always kind of uh, been taught, at least that portion of it. But how um, many kids are still, and I've, I'm speaking from a lot of too much experience in the realm, mm-hmm. you know, how many kids are still afraid to tell their parents? I had uh, one couple in here that their uh, 11-year-old boy was molested by a 15, 16-year-old cousin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were in there and, you know, the parent, you know, whatever parents always said, and, and I've dealt with my daughter you know you come to me with anything be safe and something inside the kids still feels ashamed they feel embarrassed and they feel whatever and they keep it to themselves and then act you know behaviors start kicking out getting in fights in school and all this other aspect just sort of like a switch went off and you're wondering what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. and that's one thing you never ever ever want to think about your kid you know son or this was a boy getting uh, molested by another boy that you an older boy that you don't ever want your kid to go through the guilt and all this stuff. But so I think, you know, I, I'm looking at it from this perspective that I think, you know, teaching, I think it's an awesome idea. And I think it's awesome that it might, you know, if the whole society is around that and all about talent and all this stuff, you're respecting yourself, but also maybe it's okay to go get help and that you maintain those boundaries. You know what it is, you know what it's for, right. you know, penis, vagina, whatever. And, that you respect those boundaries big time and it can maybe help empower people with sexuality versus being afraid of it or the taboos, if you will, hmm. if that makes sense. No, okay. it does. Uh, I'm ready to sign off. I'm going to cut out a little bit early this evening, people, to save my voice. <laughs> 
I hope everybody uh, learned a little bit tonight. Kick up that sexual element in your relationship, people. Kick it up. Ask questions. You know, ask the freaky questions. Ask common questions. You know, what's your favorite fantasy? Whatever. How how has your sex evolved over time? And are you afraid to not? Are you don't talk about it anymore because you feel you don't have to, or maybe we shouldn't. We've been down this road before. Lighten it up, man. Lighten it up. Laugh. Joke about it even. And also hit on what's it going to take to shake it up in an exciting, loving, compassionate way, okay? Make sure you check me out, theartofrelationships.org, okay? And I want to give a shout out real quick to... Uh, a little bit sponsor of the show, Shoes by Shea, S-H-A-Y, that's Shoes by Shea, hand-painted canvas shoes, a ton of design, very, very talented young lady. You can find her out on uh, Facebook, that's Shoes by Shea again, their custom hand-painted uh, canvas shoes, tennis shoes, boots, you name it. Talented as hell, so check her out, Shoes by Shea. And thanks for listening to the Art of Relationships Radio show here coming from rawradiox.com in Detroit. Everybody have a happy night. Be safe. Mm-hmm.